Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast, a mix of business strategies, simple tips for studio growth and success with a touch of inspiration, motivation, plus raw and honest conversations to ensure you are building your studio empire. I'm your host, Jen Dalton, studio owner for 30 years, dance business coach, and author of the book, Teaching Dance Beyond the Steps. My business philosophy is creativity is our superpower. And I believe we all have the means and ability to infiltrate this into our studio. Just sometimes we can get too busy, distracted or overwhelmed to see that. And so this is exactly what I am here to help you do. Okay then, let's do this. Hit that subscribe button, sit back and relax. Now let's get ready to build your dance studio empire. Hey everyone, it is Jen here and welcome back to this podcast episode. Now before we get started, I just want to let you know that the Curtains to Dance Business Academy, which is my game-changing program to take your studio to the next level, are open. But it's only for, well, for the next couple of days, there's a massive discount and bonuses available. So if you want more information, I would I'm going to leave the link below because I would love you to look into it more. Even if you aren't sure if it's something that you are ready for or something that will benefit you, I'm more than happy to jump on a a live Zoom, have a quick chat with you, and we can work out if it's something that may be beneficial for you. Anyway, I will leave the link below. Um, Now, today's topic that I will be talking about on the podcast is actually a snippet from one of the modules that we focus on in Dance Business Academy. And it's extremely relevant right now because if there's one conversation that is lighting up the dance teacher forums at the moment, it's that we are all struggling with challenging dance parents. And if you're not, bravo to you. Um, There has definitely been a shift. So I've been, as you know, I've been around for about 30 years doing this and I remember probably about 10 to 15 years ago, there was a bit of a shift or quite a significant shift with the parenting, how it changed. And really in the last couple of years, there's been another shift. So what do we need to do? We just need to um, identify it and then work out ways around it. And so today's episode is I'm going to be talking about the secrets to getting loyal, devoted and respectful dance parents. So I want to flip the language from having challenging and annoying dance parents to ways to ensure that your dance parents are loyal, devoted and respectful. So I hope you get something from this. I hope it's helpful as usual. Now I am going to start by saying that there really is a no no fluff approach when I come to this sort of training and I hope I don't offend anyone or hurt anyone's heart but I'm just going to be speaking my truth for you um, because I really believe particularly with this topic that it must start with you the studio owner the director the CEO of the business and and it really comes down to your actions and your intentions because ultimately you are responsible for allowing them in to continue for or for the 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 conversations or the actions to continue and for them to stay so you as the leader, the boss, you can only control your actions and responses. Okay, so before all of this, 
you need to take responsibility for yourself. And there are three things that I would love for you to remember the whole time throughout this training. Even if you stick it on a post-it note for those times when you're having a bit of a moment and you're starting to lose it with, with the parents in your studio, with the students who aren't being respectful, this is what I want you to remember. The first thing you need to do is treat your parents and your students with respect. Always first and foremost, you need to come in with to respect with them first. Secondly is to maintain your professionalism. 100% of the time, maintain your professionalism. Make sure this stays in line with your values. And then the third point is to stay calm and confident. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if the whole world's falling apart on the inside of you. Just stay calm and confident. And then this is going to help you get through all of the next things I'm talk I'm about to talk about because it's going to it's you're going to keep your composure. The minute you drop your guard, the minute you lose your cool, you've lost the battle essentially. Okay, so that's the goal. And I know how hard that is sometimes. And I know if someone's in your face yelling at you how hard it is. But I will give you an example a little bit later down the track. But it, it is worth just sucking it up for that time because you will come out on top. You will keep control of the situation. All right, let's get started. For this podcast, I thought I would talk about the five areas where challenging parents can present themselves in the studio. And these are just times where you can identify them, where you can control the environment and the situation to the best of your ability. And you can also eliminate them at certain points. Because as I said, you are only in control of you and yourself. You can't control others and their behavior. Okay, so you just have to take care of you, your studio, your environment, and your staff. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is learning how to do a red flag assessment. Now, essentially, this is going to be for new people, um, new inquiries that come through. It's a little bit trickier with email these days because it's hard to judge someone's language through email. But if you are speaking to them on the phone or it's the first time in person that you've seen them in the studio, I want you to have a listen to the language that they're using. I also want you to have a look at their body language because this is going to tell you a lot about the person and whether they are displaying a red flag and not suitable for your studio or whether they're okay. I'm also going to say what people um, expect in their studio and accept in their studio is going to be generally different. But I think on a whole, um, most of us don't want the dance parent or the, the drama or the aggressive parent or the demanding parent. So I'm going to assume that that's not what you want in your studio. If it is, you can just, you know, go for gold. Awesome. But I'm assuming that that's not what we want. So that's how I'm sort of going to be um, talking through these points today. At the red flag assessment, it, this is the time where you can identify these people because it may be at this point where you need to redirect them to another studio. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Remember, you can't keep everybody happy. So this is a great time. A, a, several, many, many years ago now, I remember a phone call I got and it was actually from a dad and he was quite condescending and aggressive on the phone but one of the first things he said to me was 
I just want to know if everyone gets a trophy at the end of the year. And I'm like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden, like, bing, 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 red flag. Obviously, so whatever your opinion is of everyone getting a trophy, that's irrelevant. At my studio, I believe in everyone gets a trophy but because I acknowledge their commitment for the year. They've put in 12 months of dance and they've come and performed. So they get that commitment and we have the bigger awards, of, co- of course, like most studios, um, but that's what I believe because too many kids don't get acknowledged if, they, if they're flying under the radar for their whole life. Anyway, that's a bit of a sidetrack. Side but that's my my mission and my vision for my studio. So when this dad calls and says, um, does everyone get a trophy at the end because I don't believe they should, then you know what? Excellent. That's totally fine and I respect your decision, but this is not the right place for you or your child. And so I was able to to move him along quite quickly because if he had have come and I had have justified what we did, that would not be the only thing. It would continue into other areas. He'd be demanding in other areas or unhappy with you know, how we handle different situations. So the fact that I identified that red flag so early and got rid of him, I didn't have to deal with him. So I really encourage you, and I know it's hard, particularly if you are trying to build your numbers and you're you're trying to get as many people in as possible, as hard as it is, please resist those ones because they will end up costing you time. They will end up costing you mental energy that you don't have to be spending there. You want to be spending it elsewhere. So that is the first point. Now, the second one, ensuring that your parents are loyal from the initial contact that you have with them. Now, this this is a, a controlling the environment situation for me. What I do, and I believe is the secret to why I have amazing dance parents, I don't have the drama, I don't have many stresses with, with parents, Because what I do is I empower them with all the information and expectations for them to make an informed decision right from the get-go. Right before they sign over their details, they've done their enrollment, they know everything. I am so transparent with costs, expectations, all our dates for the year out so they know the concert dates, extra commitments that they may need. So if we're calling extra rehearsals. It's a possibility that there could be an extra rehearsal the week before. Things like that, it's all disclosed before they sign up. Because once they have that information, they can then make the decision whether they want to commit to that. And some well, 99% of them will sign and go, of course, no problem. And they they're happy with that. I think sometimes studio owners can feel a little bit awkward when they're talking about the price and costing and commitment. But know for yourself as an adult human, we don't like surprises. Like no one likes a, oh, you owe us another $100 for costuming and, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to throw an extra rehearsal in the week before the concert. Those things, they they take away our, our power as an adult. And so obviously I know being a studio owner, (laughs) things do come up. I understand that. But if you can give them as much as possible, it gives them very little to come back at you with. So they can't complain, oh, these costumes are so expensive. You can say, well, no, actually I disclosed what they were right at the beginning of the year. You read that in the information and you signed off on that. So it just takes the power from them in the end. So by giving them the power to make the decision, you've taken away the power for them to come at you. 
And I found that to be really beneficial. Um, another thing, I put my prices on my website. So all the costs are up on the website. So people are looking online and they're checking out different dance schools in our area. They know what they're going to expect. So again, if I, I'm, I'm not going to get a person who goes, what, $15 for a 45-minute class? That's outrageous. You know, I've, I've gated them. They've, they've already been eliminated because if they, felt, if they feel that that's too expensive for them or it's not right, they won't even contact me. So by putting in a little bit extra at the beginning, it's going to pay off in the end. All right, moving on. The next one. Dealing with feedback and minor complaints. Okay, now this again is a controlling of the environment and it falls back on you as the studio owner. And the first thing I want to say when it comes to feedback and minor complaints is don't make it more dramatic than it needs to be. Don't make it a big deal because often when people are making minor complaints or giving that feedback, it's often that they just want to be heard and simply acknowledged. And sometimes just the word saying, oh, I'm really sorry that you felt that way. I'm really sorry that that's how it happened. Saying something like that can sometimes actually just shut the, the problem off right there and then, and then that's it. And you don't have to do deal with it anymore. Um, obviously, sometimes it might be bigger, but I'm talking about just the, the minor things that come in. Staying respectful staying professional and calm and confident like we spoke about you can deal with these things now a few things to take on board would listen to that feedback and the ideas because sometimes if you don't get defensive straight away sometimes some people can come to you with some great ideas and I in the past it's happened I've had a parent come to me her timing wasn't great I must admit when she did come to me with some feedback but um it actually ended up being a great idea and I've implemented it ever since. And so sometimes the feedback can be beneficial for you. So don't get your back up straight away if someone comes, oh, I just want to have a word with you or, you know, they might come across a little bit aggressive or, you know, angry to start with. But maybe it's just information that they're passing on. And you, again, are in control of how to diffuse that situation if it does start to escalate. But I just really encourage you to listen and take it on board. And even if you don't agree or know that it's even possible, so maybe they might say, we think you should put another acro lesson on a Sunday afternoon. And you're like, oh, okay. Still acknowledge it and thank them. Say, oh, thanks for, for that idea. Let me have a think about it. And so you, you've acknowledged their idea. They've come, you know, thinking that they're helpful and they're going to be part of the, the huge empire that you're building. But, um, you know, it's, you've taken this on, on, on as a great idea, but you don't have to do anything with it. And then the other thing is at the end of any conversation like this, I will just always say thank you. You know, I really appreciate from hearing from parents. Um, I'll have a think about it. And they then walk away happy and they, they feel like they've contributed. So there's no skin off your nose. You might actually, there might be something beneficial for you from the conversation, but it's just being diffused and dealt with. All right, moving on. Now, number four is where it escalates a little bit more. So the, the confrontation. And now this is where it can get a little bit more aggressive. It can be quite confronting um, for you. Um, for me personally, I am not someone who likes confrontation. Um, I thankfully don't have to deal with it very often at all. 
um, yeah. So how can we do, because at this point you are controlling the environment and the situation, but it's also an elimination decision at this point. The first thing I would say is to try to diffuse and calm the situation, which can be hard if someone's yelling at your face. I get it. But something I will often say if, you know, if the need arises is there, there are three sides to every story. There's yours, there's theirs, and then there's the truth. And thank you for all that information. Let me now go and chat with the teacher involved or the other parties involved. So that's how I would diffuse that situation. Another really good way is let me go and check the CCTV. So if you are lucky enough to have cameras in your studio, it is brilliant. So not only for the safety of uh, of your students and things like that, the safety of your your um, your stereo and your speakers and everything else, your equipment in the studio, but also for situations like this, it's been really great that I can say to parents if they come with allegations and I've had some serious allegations. I can say, let me go and check the CCTV and then I'll get back to you. And you'll see their body language just sort of go, oh, oh, hang on. Oh, maybe, maybe I haven't assessed the situation right. Or maybe what my child told me isn't quite exactly, you know, 100% what happened and things like that. So using that is a really good way to diffuse the situation. And then if they're still in your face and screaming, then I have said in the past, look, I'm happy to chat about this with you once you've calmed down. And and um, many years ago, uh, I can't remember how old it was, but very inexperienced with confrontation. And I had this mum, and she was screaming in my face about. I don't even know what it was about. Um, and I remember saying to her, and because we were in, a, there was a waiting room, and there were parents around, and there were students around. And I remember saying to her, and I would have only been in my early twenties, so quite young. And I just said to her, look, I. Don't expect the students to speak to me that like, like that. Um, I don't expect a parent to speak to me like that. I'm happy to chat when you've calmed down. And then I've just walked away. And it was enough to, again, diffuse the situation. I walked up the stairs, around the corner, and just went, oh, my God, like I was absolutely shitting myself inside, but that's all good. And then she did calm down and then we were able to sort through the problem as it unfolded. Um. The thing with confrontation, which I know none of us like, but deal with issues straight away. And if I'm in two minds, like dealing with things on the phone is definitely really good because I think if someone like that is contacted by by phone or face to face, it I think there's actually more power for you in that because, you know, you've got that that control of the voice and the tone. You can hear the tone. They can hear your tone. You can assess that that part of it. But then I do also appreciate the fact having e- emails then has evidence in the future. If anyone accuses you of not doing something or saying something and you can say, no, I didn't say that, you've got the evidence on email. But that's also on the flip side as well. So if you're abusing someone or accusing someone of something they've also got that so just remember that as well have have a third person present if you can um because just that independent view again is someone else's or non-biased opinion hopefully but it takes away that no but you said this and you said that and it can sometimes just be interpretation because in the heat of the moment you are only hearing what you want to hear you're only interpreting the information as you are wanting to interpret it So 
have that third person present if it is an in-person situation. But the whole time, just remain professional. Just remain professional to the best of your ability. Then get home and then vent to someone you can just like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened and blah, blah, blah. And she spoke to me like this outside, away from the studio, away from anyone that matters. All right. And then finally is getting your parents involved in events. Now, going back to that devoted, that loyal parent, there are probably, I don't don't know what the percentage is in your students, but there are those parents that they're always, you know, supporting you. They're volunteering. They're taking their kids to all of your extra events and the discos. They're really good. I do know some studios that struggle a little bit with parents wanting to be involved and they're just dropping their kids off and leaving. I'm a little bit like that parent. So when it comes to my kids and their other activities, I'm a bit like that because I don't want to get into a waiting room or sit on a sideline and have those conversations with people I don't know. So I'm a little bit like that. So I'm quite introverted and I'm actually quite a shy person. Um, So for me, that is something that doesn't appeal to me. But I know you need your parents, you need them and you want them to be involved. It's all part of the family feel that you want for your studio. So how is it that you can get them? I would suggest making everything as convenient, fun and easy as possible. And so an example might be if your kids are performing at a fete or a carnival and you know you want as many people there as possible, do things like have a, ma- a print, print out of a map and show them where they can park. Let them know that it's going to be $2.50 when they walk through the gates. Am I going to meet near C block? So just give them an easy step-by-step how to do it, how to get there, what's expected so they don't have to think. So they don't find excuses. Oh, I won't bother going. I'll just drop you off because I won't be able to get parking. And so take away all that and that's going to help them get those parents involved a little bit more. But again, all you can do is control your actions, control the information that you give them. Ultimately, they need to take responsibility and do it. So, you know, take that pressure off yourself. Just know you're doing everything you can. All right, everyone, that is the the five areas that come up mostly when it comes to your parents. Remember, the goal is loyal, devoted and respectful parents. That's what you want. Um, And yeah, so they're the five areas where I believe challenging parents may present themselves so it it may be similar to you there may be other areas that you can think of but just remember you have a choice and you being the boss (laughs) you being CEO you being studio manager whatever your title you have to have those tough conversations sometimes and you have to follow through with tough actions sometimes it's not nice no one likes it but the respect that you will get from others, the respect you'll feel within yourself when you do it will be absolutely worth it. So, and like I said, at the end, you can go home and you can just like vent to someone as well. Um, Now I am going to finish off. I just, like I said, um, there's so many deeper levels to this particular topic and it actually fascinates me. I, I quite enjoy it. I love the language and the body language stuff of it. And this is a major discussion and masterclass training in Dance Business Academy. So this is the type of thing that we talk about and we break down and we nut out when we're doing these masterclasses. 
So if it's, you think this is something that might um, help you or be beneficial for you, just and, and you're not quite sure if it's right for you, please reach out and um, we'll have a quick chat. As I said, uh, for a couple more days, we have this the discount and the bonuses available. I'd love you to be part of it. I'd love to explain more to you about it. So if you don't know what it's about, I will leave that link in the show notes below and you can check it out there. All right, everyone, if I don't see you in Dance Business Academy, um, I will definitely see you back here next Thursday for our next episode of Dance Studio Empire. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dance Studio Empire. If you enjoyed it, please share it on your stories on Instagram and be sure to tag me at Dance Teacher Central so I can say thank you. And if you really want to support me and the show, I'd absolutely love for you to leave a rating or review. For all the latest from me, you can follow me at Dance Teacher Central on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week for more strategies and tips to ensure you are building your dance studio empire.